God, I'm Jenna, and this week I'm so excited <laughs> to podcast with my bestie again. Please welcome back to the podcast, Connie. Hey, Jenna. Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me back. It's been a minute. It really has. I feel like last time I was here was like a bubble season. Maybe one of the Bachelorettes. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. I may yeah. have called Bennett a racist. I don't remember. But it was fun. <laughs> Don't tell Bennett. Don't never let him know. But I 100% called him a racist last time I was here. <laughs> I, I think I remember that. Yeah. And then you became a fan. Yeah. And now he's all I can think of. He's been my phone wallpaper for almost a year now. The way things turn around. It's crazy. <laughs> it, all, it all comes back full circle. It really oh, does. <laughs> I love that. Well, I miss you. I mean, okay, listen, listeners. Connie and I text like every day. We're yeah, <laughs> we hang out. We talk about The Bachelor all the fucking time. But I'm really glad that you're back on the pod so we can talk about The Bachelor, you know, with our other friends, just like listening in. Absolutely. I know everyone <laughs> needs my hot takes. I've been hiding them under a bushel, but now we're gonna release them. Let them see the world. Those hot takes. <laughs> we're so lucky. We're so lucky. <laughs> Oh my god. So like, yeah, I mean, how have you been? Okay, I do want to talk to you about like your overall like connection to Bachelor lately because, you know, you and I really bonded on it and we got really into Game of Roses Mm -hmm. and we've been really into it for years now. But like, it has been a weird like couple seasons and a year. Yeah. The the vibe is different. Um, Yeah. Because like I got into The Bachelor... Like, I think it was, like, Nick's season. Maybe I watched mm-hmm. Paradise. Then I got really into Rachel Lindsay and just mm-hmm. kept on trucking. Um, but this season, I, I'm i kind of feeling the absence of some of the other um, folks who usually do Bachelor coverage. I am mm-hmm. feeling that while Zach is sort of – he's not a terrible Bachelor. He's also not, like, a captivating presence on screen. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm not feeling like super excited about it, but I like the girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I, yeah, interesting things have happened, but it's not like the fervor that I think we had during the bubble seasons. Yeah, that was an exciting time for like better or for worse, you yeah. know? Like some weird stuff happened, but at the same time... LOL. <laughs> uh, it was some really weird stuff. <laughs> it was... You know, we also didn't have, like, a ton going on, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, like, leaving the house-wise, I mean. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, like, there were still murder hornets. Yeah, there were still... <laughs> I forgot. Fuck. Right? Isn't um, it wild how so many terrible things have happened that murder hornets just, like, disappeared from from memory? Yeah. <laughs> like, that was a real concern. And then now, okay. Yeah, yeah, we I took mean, care of it. Now they're my pets. Uh... So, yeah, and then, like, it, yeah, the the absence is felt, for sure. It mm-hmm. really does affect, like, the community, too, because you gotta have an ecosystem of, like, different voices, otherwise it all just kind of, like, blends together, and mm-hmm. I, it's, it's weird. It's definitely weird. It's sad. Yeah. yeah. Like, I do miss uh, Two Black Girls, One Rose, mm-hmm. but, like... I also 100% understand their decision to not keep feeding into the franchise. Like, I 100% get that. Yeah. And now we get their coverage of Perfect Match, and, like, that's pretty – that's been pretty Mm -hmm. swell. Okay, so let's talk about that. So, 
I have not watched it yet. I will probably do so as is usual that I usually wait a while before I get on whatever zeitgeist everyone else is on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard mixed reviews, but at the same time, I've heard that people are definitely really into it as far as like it is captivating. Yeah, I've been loving it. Mm-hmm. I put it off for a while and then another podcast was doing like watch alongs of it. So I watched that. Mm-hmm. And it's like a really cool mix of gameplay and strategy and then like some love stuff. Mm-hmm. And there are some players who are like too focused on strategy and too and not focused enough on love. So they get kind of fucked. Other ones who are like 100% in for love and they're not thinking strategy. So they get fucked. Mm. Um, it's got like a real MTV vibe, vibe to it as well. Okay. I was going to ask, is it similar to like, are you the one in its structure not uh, sort of in its structure yeah um because it's sort of like a paradise hotel in that way as well where like you have to match up and if you don't match up you are at risk of going home right Mm -hmm. um and you're like in this big house and there's this weird sort of technological component yeah that like like Um. that knows your matches or something or uh, it's more like, okay, so like in Are You the One, you go into like that, that fucking shack and you, you get lasered and then they're like, boop, 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 compute. Oh, you're not a match. <laughs> go back. But in this show, if you win a comp- compatibility challenge with your oh. partner, mm. then you get to go to a special boardroom. Mm. Again, lights, fancy lights, mm-hmm. but there's also a board in front of you where you can choose to pair up someone from the other matches with a new person who's coming in. Oh, and every single person who's on the show has been on like a Netflix reality show. So you already sort of know them and you're like, oh my God, Francesca and, and blah, blah, blah. What's yeah. that going to be like? It's it's very exciting. Yeah. I, I do think you'd enjoy it. Yeah. I'll probably watch it. I feel like a lot of those people are like the problematic ones. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, do you remember Francesca from Too Hot to Handle? Yeah, She's bit. like... She's ruthless in this. Like, I think on Too Hot to Handle, she was, like, having a lot of fun and kind of doing whatever she wanted. But, like, she came in to win, and she doesn't care who she stomps over, and it's breathtaking to watch. hmm Because I mean, she sounds smart enough where she's probably playing the game, like, as you said, but is able to maybe at least manipulate it to look like she's here for love and or is. Yes. Or, like, every man who's there wants her. Mm-hmm. Like, in, like, an obsessive way. It's so strange. Even after after they watch her fuck someone over, they're like, ooh, it's my chance. I want to get in there, Francesca. Let me massage them legs. And she's like, sure, ha, 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 ha. And then she'll do the terrible thing and be like, sad face. I don't want you to hate me. I just got to do this for myself. But she's been planning it. You just know she has. Mm-hmm. It's really impressive. Okay, I love that. And you were saying it's similar to Paradise Hotel, which I did watch, but, like, oh, my God, forever ago, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't remember how it really worked, but it does sound similar. It is. And, like, there's – in the same way that there's an opportunity to, like, fuck over your romantic partner um, on Perfect Match, you could 100% do that on Paradise Hotel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, like – I don't want to, I kind of spoiled it to you over text earlier, but whatever. Like, you're going to watch it. Um, <laughs> you're busy. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll add it to the queue. Yeah. Um, but, like, um, at the end, so there's the couple who's, like, the best couple. They've been there the whole time. 
um, again, Paradise Hotel. And, like, the whole time you're watching it, the woman in the couple has been just, like, dogging the dude she's with. She's talking down on him. She's, like, flirting. She's she's canoodling with other guys. And then she's like, no, it's you, baby. And so at the end, the final challenge is that, like, you have to do this thing and, like, you have the opportunity to turn on your partner. That's it. Yes. And you think she's going to do it because she's been conniving the whole time. The dude does it. Oh, the oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I don't feel bad about spoiling it because it was like years and years and years yeah. ago. <laughs> it was like 2008 or something. Oh my gosh. But like no. there's there's potential for that kind of like upheaval okay. on Perfect yes. Match. And okay. I have not finished the season, but I feel like there's room for that. And that's exciting because I love betrayal. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, exactly. Because everything else is so formulaic. I feel like so when somebody yeah. can like flip it on its fucking side, you're like, okay. Yeah, I'm here for that. Absolutely. <laughs> I want to see it. you. I want to see you play a good game. <laughs> it's all about the game, which I think is what is kind of good about this season in regards mm. to the women. So we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, let's talk about Bachelor Nation for a second. As I was texting you earlier, there really hasn't been a ton of like juicy gossip happening because the show is just going and. I don't know. People are seeming to be a little, like, reserved. A lot of people are about to get married or somebody's about to get divorced and we don't know who yet. Mm. But... I don't believe it still. Yeah, fair. Fair. It's... Where is it? Where's the where evidence? Yeah, like, where is it? Like, it's gonna happen if it needs to happen. Yeah. I feel <sighs> like weeks ago I heard Rachel talking about how people were saying it's her and Brian. But that was weeks ago. Where's the... Mm-hmm. Give me the receipts, please. Please. Yeah. People need to stop talking about Rachel and Brian now. So let's talk about Nick the Therapist, though, because (laughs) that is the only thing that is worthy of talking about, really. So a couple weeks ago, he had a caller on his podcast, and I guess she, I, we, it's, it was a plant, right? (laughs) 100% Natalie with a voice changing app. (laughs) Billion percent. And she's just talking. You should like totally become a therapist if you haven't already thought about it. (laughs) Yeah. You sound like you read a lot. Do you read a lot? No, it's just all intuition. It's filled in my gut. Never read a book in my life. But I'm going to go to school for it. I'm going to do it. It's. (laughs) I can't even. (laughs) It's just so silly. I don't know. Like the way that he's like so catty on his podcast and like so mean about contestants the idea of him being like a safe person with which to go through your therapy journey is absurd it's absurd it's absurd and i i i swallowed a big old pill last week and said i can admit there's a market for what he does people <laughs> like it and people benefit from it I can admit that I'm a big enough person for that, um, but that's not that's not a therapist. You can't be no. just like giving advice. You have to be like impartial. You have to be curious. You have to like ask questions, and he you have to be safe. Yeah, you have to be safe and not petty and not put your experience on the person. Like, can you imagine? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that probably happens out there, and that's so sad to me. And. The fact that he thinks that that is, and that, I'm sorry, in that clip, he says his therapist has been urging him. I'm like. Absurd. Can we disbar that person? (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, that absolutely. Is, I, I don't think talk. I don't think that actually happened. <laughs> I don't think it happened. I think he made it up. He like or like his therapist said, hmm, maybe when he brought it up, like to be supportive, and he was like, that's a yes. Which, like, by the way, is a good thing for a therapist to do, right? I will yes. give Nick's therapist credit. They were just politely being like, oh, yeah, <laughs> no, that's great. I'm glad you have, like, passions and goals. Yeah. <laughs> goals are great. School is a positive. Yes. We should all be educated. <laughs> I think best case scenario, of course, is he quits his podcast to go to school full time, right? Oh, and he gets, like, a semester into school, realizes... It's not what he thought it was. Mm -hmm. He gets, like, fucking humbled hard by his professor and, like, ten women in his class. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Then he has to quit in shame, and then we never hear from him again. Oh, that'd be amazing. All of his fans have moved on to another charlatan, and Bachelor Nation can rest easy. But, Connie, what would I do? I think you just have to keep, like, counting his tattoos in private. It's just it's just a private hobby now that you do to wind down after work. Oh, we got a new one. It's Natalie's face on his butt cheek. That's nice. That's nice. Uh, mm-hmm. Like counting sheep as I go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm glad to know I still have an option. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, all right. Let's get into the recap. Yeah? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, so week seven of the Zatchelor is upon us, and they went to Budapest, Hungary, and we opened this episode, as we've been opening recently, with yet another Jesse Palmer one-on-one date, and I will (laughs) say that when I started this season, I did not think I was going to have to follow two parallel love stories happening, but here we are. (laughs) And to be honest, I'm rooting for them so much. I really want these two men to, like, just lean into, embrace their true selves, leave the show together, Mm -hmm. and be in love. Like, do you remember when the show used Little Nas X's Black Gay Love Song for a promo? I do not remember this. Yeah, they used... But they're talking um, about those boys. Yeah, they used for Zachary, He Had What I Want. (gasps) As a promo song, and I, like, lost my ever-loving shit. Wait, wait. <laughs> is that what Zach is referring to when he's like, no sex, drug, fancy, sweets? But he and Jesse. Mm-hmm. He and Jesse, you And know? then we get the voiceover, and Jesse's like, buckle up. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh, it was such a special moment or something. Let's talk about Jesse. <laughs> I'm just saying, is there, like, a gay under theme? I think there's a gay underline throughout this entire season. If you look for it. Yeah, it's there. Well, if you look at everything, (laughs) it's there if you look for it. Everywhere. (laughs) But yes, I do see it. And definitely their connection is the strongest. A hundred percent. Like, he's he's definitely going to be spending time with Jesse after this. I'm excited for that. They're they're happy couple weekends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Back to the other love journey that we have to follow. <laughs> uh, Daddy Palmer tells Zachariah that Greer is now uh, testing negative for COVID. She survived and she mm-hmm. will be coming back. Zach fucking hates this because he cannot hide his emotions when he hates a woman. He can't. 
I also don't think he expect he, he I think he fully forgot that she was there. <laughs> fully forgot. He's like, oh yeah, good riddance. I definitely sent her home, right? Right? No, no. Oh yeah, COVID. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. So he's like, uh, okay, we'll deal with that later because I do not want to deal with it right now. <laughs> um and so then he goes on his first so there are six women left, essentially. Well, no, seven, if you count Greer. Um, and so this is a guy that, this is definitely a dicey week always in the seasons before one, uh, hometowns, rather. And you usually get one or two one-on-ones and then a small group date. And he has four roses to give out, ultimately, and to go to hometowns. So it's a big week. And typically, the one-on-ones are a big deal. And the first one-on-one goes to Katie, which is, like, no surprise, because he clearly likes her a lot. Um, they go on, like, a classic tourism date. It's fine, but boring. Um, it's clear that he's really into her, of course. They use, like, a typewriter, like a community typewriter of some sort, to type each other notes. Or manifestos. I'm not sure. <laughs> I feel like that was a a, a producer reference to to Hannah Ann Sluss mm. and her little note to Pete, you know, mm. when she was like, "We're both so goofy." You don't mind that I'm naive? I don't remember what she said, but, no, but I I remember she had little hearts of her eyes, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> yep, and there were a few misspellings, which let you know. That it was, like, straight from the heart. Like, no time to edit. A producer didn't write this. Mm-hmm. Fully Hannah Ann. Oh, God bless her. I wonder yeah. where she's at. She's probably baking some cookies. Like, four or five. Yeah, she's definitely baking. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely four or five cookies. Yeah, uh, just four or five. Just four or five. Uh, if you know, you know. Um. So, Katie's trauma that she elaborates on is that... She had two dads, essentially, over her lifetime, and both of them um, left mm-hmm. the family and and, and the kind of abandoned her. And that's, like, really horrible and sad. And why are men? Yeah. It's awful. And she's right. How are you supposed to understand that as a little kid? Yeah. 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 To understand, like, that you're worthy of, like, not being, like, abandoned. Um, yeah. That is so sad. I... Heart goes out to Katie. Zach is just, like, dumbfounded as usually is mm-hmm. when a woman has experienced, like, trauma at the hand of another man. He's like, what? Us? My men? <laughs> My Brendan? <laughs> exactly. And he's kind of like, he like, I feel like every time it's also kind of like, but you're so beautiful. Oh my god. You know? It's like there's that <laughs> a energy. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Especially when they specifically talk about being mistreated in like a romantic situation. Mm-hmm. He's like, someone would choose to, but I, you're, yeah, you're so beautiful. You're, you're so, so lovely. Beautiful. Why would they yeah. do that? Kind of like not understanding that there's no correlation there. <laughs> and if someone wants to be abusive or mistreat you or lie to you, they're going to do it regardless of who or what you are. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that it doesn't equate to your worth. Like, it's uh, almost absolutely. like, you know, like a backhanded way of being like, oh, but you're so pretty. You don't deserve that. It's like, well, does it mm. matter if they were pretty or not? No one deserves it, you know? Yeah. I did kind of like that he emphasized that she didn't have to share more than she was comfortable with. Oh, yes, like, that felt like a, a very, like, aware of the situation moment. Where he's yeah. like, I know we're in this situation where you feel like you have to, like, 
pour out, pour out. But I understand what you've said. <laughs> I understand you only share what you're comfortable with. I will say that is good. I have like have chills a little bit right now. That was a actual genuinely good moment that I, yeah, I genuinely appreciate it. Like, yeah. he did read it and he, that yeah, that's really kind. And and maybe he's even said it to some of the other women too, because I mean, that's mm-hmm. just like so nice. But um, yeah, I'm glad he said it because like she was struggling. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Goodness. Also, I'm sure it's a thing she doesn't talk about all the time. Like, when mm-hmm. would you, when do you bring up childhood trauma? First date. You don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. When do people who aren't Jenna <laughs> or gay? <laughs> there we go. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why my dates aren't working. I need to drop my personal tragedy card. Absolutely. Early. Oh, <laughs> the first oh, one-on-one so you can secure a rose. Oh, okay. I'll pull, I'll keep that in my back pocket. Thanks, Bachelor. <laughs> yeah. I have a great book for you if you want to read. <laughs> Ooh, thank you. <laughs> so, yeah. there he gets, She gets a rose because, duh. Um, he loves her. He loves her. I think, gonna... <laughs> I think she's the one. Yeah. Can we, can yeah. we pause for a second? Mm-hmm. Who like, do for you realty? think it is? No, no, not for okay. realsies. We're like, pause in the progression of the episode. Yeah. I'm just pulling out my TV remote. Um, who do you think is, who do you think he likes the most? Because I think it's Katie. Yes, I do think it's Katie or Gabby or Ariel, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see the chemistry between him and Ariel. Like, I don't think she likes him. So she's kind of like off the board for me. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, so I think he really likes Katie, Gabby, but you're right. I guess I would overall say he likes Katie more. Um, but I also wonder if that's like a little bit of editing, you know? Mm. Um, and that she kind of seems like the perfect, like the perfect one. And yeah. Gabby, uh, like, is a little, I mean, she's the brunette, right? The brunettes yeah. are always the, the trouble ones. So, like, she screams Becca Kufrin to me in a lot of ways. And, um, you know... I see that, it. You know, that kind of, like, worked out to her favor. It didn't, but, you know, it did. You know what I'm saying? You know? No, she's she's marrying Thomas. She won. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're right. In the end, Please. it did work for her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but as far as, like, what Ari did, he did choose her. Obviously, she wasn't the mm-hmm. one for him, but, you know. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I think I, those are definitely my top, you know, I think probably the top two, but... I, mean, I think he really does like charity, and I do think he mm-hmm. likes Ariel. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's, we're kind of getting close to a perfect four. Like we are, yeah. Oh my god, we are. Like we already okay, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, we have it. Hmm. And hmm. I feel like it could be. <sighs> I'm, I'm confused about charity. Mm-hmm. I don't know enough about her. Mm-hmm. And I also don't think I've seen enough, like, chemistry between them. Mm-hmm. And, like, yes, I can tell he's attracted to her. And I can tell she's attracted to him. Mm-hmm. But I don't – I'm not getting, like, the stuff mm-hmm. of a relationship or, like, a bond or, like, knowing each other. Yeah. Yeah, like, where are the inside jokes? Where are the, like, kind of goofy moments? It's yeah. often been, like, based off of, like – him reacting to drama in the house that has been put upon Charity. Mm-hmm. Um, and then him doing well by her in those regards, which was great. But, like, yeah. is it, does that make a connection? Mm-hmm. Or are they hiding it from us? Exactly. Because she's Brian. <gasps> you know? Oh, I would love that. Mm-hmm. Is she Dr. Abs? 
I guess we'll find out. <laughs> Mrs. Abs to me. <laughs> um, so yeah, we get uh, uh, the group date. Um, and that is with um, Ariel, Charity, Kat, and Gabby. Uh, which means that Brooklyn gets the other one-on-one date. Again, we're just forgetting about Greer, but we'll talk about her later. <laughs> but like the show is forgetting about her completely. Um so they get to go on some kind of random magic date. Can somebody <gasps> check on Roby for a second? It could it should have been him. He yes. needs to be their in-house magician. And yet they keep leaving this beautiful idea on the floor. Makes no sense. He even bleached his hair just like this fucker. Wow. <laughs> like, come on. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, come on. Um I will say I am stupid as fuck and so gullible because I still don't know how that first trick was done. (laughs) Okay. I think there was something on his hand to make that mark. And so when he was like, oh, what hand are you? Da da da. He took their hand and like brought it down. So I'm Mm -hmm. assuming somewhere in there he marked Gabby. But that's, that's me like watching a lot of like magic as a child and being obsessed with Darren Brown. Okay. There's a distraction in here somewhere. Yes. And that was allowing you to do it. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. So I think it's him literally doing the asking of each girl, which one is your dominant hand? Mm -hmm. And in that process of them being like, oh, it's whatever he, yeah, grabs it. And then, but that, the the distraction is the talking and asking that question. Cause like your hand, what doesn't really matter which hand you write your dominant with. Mm -hmm. He's just Mm -hmm. giving you a reason to put your hand out. Mm hmm. Wow. Okay. That's so simple. Yet I just didn't even see it. I love this. So you love magic? I love magic so much. <laughs> I love <laughs> I love stage magic. I love um there's like there's this guy, he's an English magician, mm. um mentalist. I guess they say mentalist now because they're like explicitly I am not doing magic. All of this mm. is sleight of hand and mm. psychology. Mm. Um and so like um, Darren Brown is the kind of person who could like have a big crowd of people and like guess things about people just based off like knowing psychology and demographic stuff. Mm-hmm. But also they can get you to like think of a certain word or think of a certain number based on like your setting and things they have said before. Oh, wow. You're so right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah, you could be talking to somebody about the importance of um, pairs you know, maybe like you could be like, oh, pairs are so great. Bonding pairs, relationship mm-hmm. pairs. Oh, Gabby, think of a number for me. She will probably think of two. Mm-hmm. You know, this is really vague. But like, you know, and then he could be like, oh, you're thinking of two probably. Because like she, he's like kind of manipulating the situation like based on what they were talking about or something. Yeah. Like we're, I don't know, we're super, humans are super, what's the word? Not gullible, but like mm-hmm. suggestive. And you can, like, mm-hmm. prime people to say certain things. So I love that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But for the ladies' answers, I'm pretty sure that was a producer. <laughs> you know? I don't think that was nothing. That was just, what have these bitches been saying in their interviews? <laughs> Safety and right. comfort? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> but, like, I could also, I was, like, I was playing gullible last night during it but like halfway gullible where i was like no let's pretend the producers didn't tell him like infidelity i think you could go to a woman and say uh what was the reason your last relationship ended and it's very likely she's gonna say infidelity yeah 
And, you know, we didn't see all the times that, like, it didn't work. Right. Sometimes it does happen. Or, like, even yeah. with, like, so, like, I'm a little woo, but not not very woo. Um, and I tend to think that, like, psychics are full of crock. That tends mm-hmm. to be my point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, sometimes when you're, like, talking to a psychic, they're going to throw out a ton of shit. And, like, you're only going to remember mm-hmm. the stuff that, like, clicks with you. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, they're talking about some guy with a with a J name who's important to me, but I didn't I didn't clock it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then something else gets mentioned, and you're like, okay, yeah, uh, yeah, so wild. Yeah, so that's what that happens. But it does properly fuck the women up. They are a wreck. Um, yeah, all four they are of not them. Okay. <laughs> they are not okay, and I don't blame them. I wanted cute little doves and bunny rabbits and top hats too. <laughs> Hmm. Okay. Cut so, one of us in half. Yeah. Cut you. <laughs> Such a good. Um. I'll break down for the audience or the listeners. The four women's major issues are: Charity is worried that Zach thinks she's too traumatized from her previous ex in order to still be dating right now. Ariel is worried overall that she just has too many. Her walls are too damn high from heartbreak, and that's just going to be a barrier. Um. Cat is worried that. She admitted in this session that she wanted to leave a couple times, so she's worried about that. And Gabby is worried that she left the Zachelorette, like, not sure where he stands with her. And then she reveals that she has ADHD and that sometimes she struggles with some interpersonal relationships and is worried, dynamics, and is worried Zach will reject her doing dirt due to, like, generally being too much i suppose is how she's like wording it um and i was so fucking anxious during this part because i was like is this show about to just do another horrible like thing and it was okay yeah i feel good about it yeah um i i I also have adhd um was diagnosed as an adult and like yeah, it felt like she had space to talk about how she feels and how she experiences it and how she's experienced other people's reactions mm. to her brain working the way it does. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it helps that all the mean girls are gone. Yeah. I think that really helps. Not. Yeah. Um, but it really, like, I, I don't remember who first said confused, but, like, as to, that just felt like a... Being a confusing person felt like a really apt way of describing, like, having ADHD, but also experiencing burnout and, like, Mm -hmm. maybe, like, as a child not having the tools to, like, deal with any of it or not even knowing that diagnosis. Mm -hmm. And so you're just kind of, like, sometimes you're external and you're having a lot of outward energy. Maybe sometimes you're, like, more internal and Mm -hmm. people see those changes and don't understand what's happening and -hmm. perceive you as confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just and I really liked the way she yeah. talked about it, and it made me feel seen. And like, That's great. my BFF Gabby is I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> she gets no. it. She gets it, and you're that's really well put. Uh, that she described it kind of so so succinctly. Um, and you know, you could tell in the moment she was stressed because mm-hmm. it was actually a moment of like you know, kind of yeah, of anxiety. Um, not just a general moment where she could, like, talk about it safely, you know, with yeah. somebody, because uh, she felt she had messed up her chances, um, and, 
But, like, yeah, it was just, like, overall a good scene. And the fact that the show, like, showed it and didn't overlay, like, super negative music. And, yeah, we didn't have a mean girl moment. Yeah. Um, and Zach was receptive to her uh, opening up to him about it later on. Um, I don't quite remember what he said, but it, he was he was yeah, fine. Yeah, I don't remember either. Yeah, he just It seemed like, positive. Yeah, positive. She seemed happy with it. Yeah, so that's important. <laughs> yeah, we'll take it. Yeah, we love. She's got to date him. I guess she better like it. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, God. Uh, Yeah, we love Gabby. What else do we love about Gabby? She just, like, she makes all these really cute faces. She seems Mm -hmm. really sweet. And it seems like everyone loves her in the house. Yeah. She she seems so goofy. And, Mm -hmm. like, she'd be a a fun person to be around. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. I love that. Hopefully, hopefully she'll go... To be the Bachelorette or go far in paradise? I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Or I guess be with him. I don't want that Ugh. for her. Worst case scenario. <laughs> Any of them end up with Zach. <laughs> Worst case scenario for all of them. All of them. Except for Jesse. Mm. Except for Jesse. Mm-hmm. Oh. So he essentially assuages all of their fears uh, and mm. whatnot, except for Kat. Right? Yeah. Is yeah. that who you're going to say? I was. Yeah, he, he talks to her and kisses on her a little bit and is like, there's nothing wrong, but 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 time. Um, that felt kind of fucked up to me. Yeah. Because you know you like the other girls. You fucking know. You know you've spent more time with the other ladies. You know that she's not it. And she's probably going home for that next rose ceremony. Stop kissing mm-hmm. on her. Yeah. That was weird. It's like he was like, Trying to just get her to to stop crying. And to stick around. Ooh. To the rose ceremony. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. Don't need another Balin. Stupid. No, that's it. Yeah, exactly. I don't like it. And you can you can see it on his face, as I mentioned earlier. You can see when he's done with a person. Yeah. And it's not fun to watch. Um, so, knock, knock, bitches. <laughs> Greer Cheese is here. She's back <laughs> and she's ready to get dumped because, okay, listen, honestly, you and I and everyone here fucking knows Logan didn't have COVID. Okay, he we know this. Ha- he did not have COVID. <laughs> he did not have COVID. But and maybe I'm wrong in saying this, but I feel like the new rule should be if you get COVID, you should just go home. Greer should have just gone home. And honestly, that includes the lead. If Zach gets fucking COVID, <laughs> they send him home. They bring in a new lead. What's Rodney doing? Honestly, bring back Tasha. I was going to say. She would be great. It'd be fantastic. She knows how to come in mid-season. Mm-hmm. And all of the ladies would be lucky to fucking kiss her. They would be so lucky. And if they're not into it, look at this inspiring person you have to coach you. It becomes, uh, what was that? (laughs) That, like, VH1 show with all the girls from Flavor of Love, where they would just, (laughs) Monique would just tell them about themselves. (laughs) Charm school. Charm school. It turns into Bachelor Charm School if you're not into it. And we just have a good fucking time in Europe. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm glad that's exactly where you're I was like, honestly, let's just bring back Tasha. I miss her. Yeah, we need her. Oh. 
Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> she gets dumped. I mean, do you have thoughts and feelings? I do. That could have been a Zoom call. <laughs> that meeting could have been a Zoom call. Absolutely. You had to fly her to Hungary. You had, you put her on a train. It could have been a Zoom call. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> I literally think she, like, got off the plane, dropped her bags outside the room, and they're like, go see Zach. And then she was ushered right back out to the airport. She's like, can I pee first before I get back? No, no time, no time. Strict (laughs) schedule. We got the dumping, and then you take off. They, like, literally had her ticket already purchased. It's, like, at 3 (laughs) p.m. Like, they send her in at noon, and they're like, we have enough time for 40 minutes, and then... No time to put you in breakup blue. We just gotta do it. We just gotta do it. Oh also, um, I bet Greer wishes that when she was defending blackface, she had said, I totally understand where you're coming from. I respect it. I bet she fucking wishes she had had that in her back pocket when she was defending blackface on Facebook. Listen, like I guess that's a sign of growth, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did, have you heard the rumor about women to lol? You told me, so yeah. Oh, y'all, okay. This is like a this is like a, I guess a brief spoiler, but it's just it's the women oh. tell all. It's fine. Is it so, is it okay? Yeah. Okay, yes, please. Yeah. Um, but also I heard this from another podcast, so like who knows? Who knows? But apparently, Greer, unlike Eric Schwarzenegger, <laughs> gets a blackface hot seat. And someone said she basically goes through, like, DEI, like, diversity, equity, and inclusion training on the stage, which feels like an overcorrection to me. Yeah, just a smidge. Just a smidge. Um, seeing as Eric, not a word was said on the stage, really. No. About no, him. Nothing not was said. No, not a word. And, and, and if we are to believe Caitlin and, and Michelle, which oh, I yeah. do... And they BK. said, like, they, they didn't say a damn thing, even just, yeah. like, and not put it on the show, right? Because they're there for, like, 50 hours, right? Filming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they didn't even fucking talk about it at all. So, yeah. you know, I will be interested to see what we see in the final cut. Mm-hmm. Um, but regardless, yeah, it definitely seems like it harkens back to that whole, like, um, you know, after school special they had after the Paradise scandal. They sat... Mm. Um, the almost assault scandal. Back oh yeah, in the, the, the Palapa conversation. Yeah. And they made yeah. everyone sit down and look us in the eye and say they understood what consent means. So, um, yeah, gosh, I wonder if she also says <laughs> if she uses her line <laughs> of, you know, I relate now. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Yeah, sometimes you just listen to what people tell you and you take it in. Sometimes. Sometimes. You don't um, have to fight. I don't know. I'm interested to see what happens. I I don't know. As like as much as like I feel like personally like annoyed and bothered and grossed out and disturbed by like that behavior because I've been on like the other side kind of conversation where you're like, no, this is racist and they're like, white supremacist rhetoric. It's not that bad. Mm-hmm. And like that pisses me off, but I also feel like a big public shaming where, like, I feel like I'm not saying it correctly. No, I, but I'm like, it, it yeah. feels like I need the show to do better instead of publicly yes. shaming someone after the fact. Yes, 
right? Yes, yes. Yeah, because it seems it's like a continued knee jerk reaction, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like or continuous, like consistent, like it's a every time it happens, yeah, knee jerk reaction. And I guess like in some ways you can't maybe be surprised that every season there's going to be when you have you know thirty people and twenty five of them are white, um, mm-hmm. and they're gonna have some kind of history. Yeah, because uh, this is the country that we are currently existing yeah. in where that is normalized. That's the reality of yeah. it. It's like, so I guess it's like, uh, they're always going to have a knee-jerk reaction, but it's like, but no, but they could do better, like, ahead yeah. of time. You know, they could have better steps in process with casting. They could have better, like, production that's, like, um, coaching the, the contestants to, like, yeah. do a better job at their accountability. Uh, and also, I think... Yeah, maybe what you were saying, too, and I've heard this before, is, like, the show itself needs to acknowledge it more. I don't really give a shit what she has to say or yeah. what Eric has to say. I, I I do, but I want to hear the show condemn it. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess we'll see if that happens. Right. Um, and I feel like I, I don't know, I feel like I would feel less, like, um, apprehensive about what the woman tell all is going to be like. Mm-hmm. If they had handled all these previous situations better, but we're just, this is just the track we're on mm-hmm. at this yeah. point where the show keeps being disappointing in new and interesting ways that aren't even that new. <laughs> they find a new spin on yeah, it. Yeah, it's just a new, yeah, this version, it's not her that did it. She just yeah. defended it. Like, I mean, yeah. Christ, I guess that's the, the twist this time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lord. So the final one-on-one goes to Horse Girl, Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn. Uh, <laughs> and was anyone surprised that she was going to go home? No. No. The date was kind of whack. Yeah, it that was. was a cheap date. It was a very cheap one. <laughs> and typically the last second 101 is reserved for somebody who got a 101 early and didn't continue a good connection and is going to be sent home. And that's the thing. Brooklyn did nothing wrong. Zach did nothing wrong. It's just how yeah. it is. But it is pretty obvious that was going to happen. Uh, as you said, it's a pretty cheap date. They basically, Zach and her helped the production scout for seniors for the senior bachelor. <laughs> and so they go to... <laughs> mm-hmm. They... Have them go soak their genitals in this large public bathhouse and talk to some old folks, get their number, have them sign up, sign a waiver. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I mean, I'll, I'll just say this. I wish they had panned over to the side to see Jesse just like creeping on them. I would have loved it. Do you do you imagine him also in the tub or is he just like behind a, a pillar? <laughs> Yeah, no, both. He's like, there's a pillar. Yeah, there's a pillar kind of in the pool, and he's behind it. He has like a a drink, and he has his glasses on. He's wearing he's wearing the same outfit he wore to spy on Charity and Zach. So it's like a full on pea coat, Mm -hmm. but he's in this pool. (laughs) So stealth. So stealth. Um, uh, literally for no other reason other than there's too many women left. He. He, he dumps her after she opens up about her family dynamics, and she's a real sweet lady, I guess. And, yeah. Um, 
We salute it's you, sad. Brooklyn. Yeah, you you did you did well. You you served your time. Your suffering will be savored. And she was a Katie. She was a Katie while she was in there. Oh wow! Yeah. When she stood up for the other girls mm-hmm. and was like, "No, don't you ever shut your mouth." You know. Mm-hmm. It was very mm-hmm. it was very Katie, and I I liked it. Yeah, and but maybe better because she seems actually liked. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It worked. <laughs> it worked well. It worked better, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's you know, like how Gore says you have a hero player um, when you go in. Just, you know, you take the hero player and then you perfect on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you work on it. Yeah, that's so true. You're right. It's such a Katie. Wow, that's so profound. Yeah, so she gets sent home and basically uh, in Ru- he starts crying like a big baby, Zach does, and in rushes yeah. the true love of his life if he would just yeah. realize... And look what is in front of his eyes. Jesse comes in. They hug. They, you know, embrace each other. If you slow it down to half speed, mm-hmm, you can mm-hmm. see Jesse sliding Zach a note. <gasps> no, I believe it. <laughs> I believe it. I honestly believe it. <laughs> I feel like there's like a little like uh, in the subtitles, there's like a crinkling noise of paper. So I think that only feeds into... What you saw. Thank you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I saw hashtag everything. J-Anon. Yeah. Hashtag JNON. I see all. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was one of those old timey keys. It was like, if you so choose <laughs> to forgo your individual room. <laughs> Listen, in Fantasy Suites, if that happens, where he then just actually writes it to like Zach. So, Zach, if you choose. <laughs> oh. To leave Gabby or whatever. Right. Gabby's like, what? <laughs> you choose to stay in the fantasy suite with me. Here you go. Love, Jesse. Oh, the dream. It. Yeah, the dream. Um, I think I'm just imagining myself as Zach and Wowie. What a, what a smorgasbord of delights. I mean, between Jesse and him, there's a lot of thighs. Mm-hmm. And that's good. And big hands? Yeah, probably. I don't know. I have a question for you. Yes. What do you think happens during Rachel's fantasy suite with this man? Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Not Jesse. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I was thinking about Rachel Lindsay. <laughs> no. Because <laughs> I'm always thinking about her. Yeah, okay. Well, so the context that we've gotten now a little bit is that Michelle kind of uh, alluded that, like, men shouldn't just expect intimacy when they enter in the <gasps> fantasy suite. Yeah. On behalf of Rachel, like, they were being interviewed together, and she was, like, alluding to Zach essentially yeah so ever since then i've been a little like mm, have my eye on zach a little bit and i don't think anything bad happened but i bet he was kind of like he was just like this is gonna be the time yeah you know to like get down yeah sex week and um i wonder if that's where his like now his apparate yeah his yeah his (laughs) he's nervous because he (laughs) fucked up big Mm -hmm. time yeah, I feel like I had kind of heard that, but like that, I feel like his decision to not have sex during fantasy suites is an attempt to like fight off that other rumor that he was like, no, fantasy suites is for banging. 
Let's mm-hmm. go. Mm-hmm. I think the other rumor is that they were politically incompatible. Mm-hmm. But I don't she, have enough proof for that. She, in this interview, essentially uh, confirmed that. Oh. She said that they talked about real-life scenarios with future family. And she said they didn't quite align on things. Oh. And, you know, Rachel. He's pro-choice. She's she's pro-life. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) So tough. (laughs) So tough. So, yeah, I think that was a combination. But I bet, you know, if you're asking, like, what I think they did sexually, I bet you there was a hand job. Um, Yeah. And maybe no fingering. Well, yeah, no, because I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna do that. Because he's it's like, up. I just don't. I, Jesse looks like he eats pussy. Zach looks like he asks you to shower immediately beforehand. He's terrified of it. He's terrified. He's terrified. He's he's one of those men who like goes on Twitter and like talks about how vaginas are ugly or like calls it roast beef. That that's the vibe he gives off. Right. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Zach is confusing. Because <laughs> I'm like, I think he's a terrible person I would never want to be in the same room with. But also sometimes he's not mean to the ladies and I like that. And I like that. Yeah, no. That's I, it. It's so, it's so fucking true though. It's, I feel like I'm such a roller coaster with this man. Yeah. Oh, because they kind of got me in the beginning. They kind of mm. got me on his side where I wasn't oh, he was... on Clay, Clayton's side at all. Yeah, he was hot in the beginning. Of the season. I was like, oh, look at this attractive man. Mm-hmm. Oh, he seems kind of nice. He knows what he wants. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, ugh. Family, Gaslighted football people. and frozen pizza. <laughs> yeah. That's what, he, that's what he wants. Yeah, he's gaslighting people. He's he's telling them to smile more. He's, oh my god, it's gonna just be, <laughs> it's gonna be bad. So, he sends home Cat Avi. We, yeah. we knew that was going to happen. Goodbye, uh, Catherine. Fake cat. Exactly. Yeah. Bye. You will not be missed. Um, I'm not saying she's a monster, but she didn't bring anything that we needed. No. Let's see here. Yeah, that's pretty much it. We get the the scary news that next week is a double header, of course. Monday being Oof. hometowns and Tuesday being the women yell all. Which will probably also be partially hometowns like they did last season. Oh, right. Yes. Oh, fucking justice for Avon. Yeah. Yeah. That was fucked up. If they do that to charity, I will be so mad. That would be crazy. Mm. Also, I I just know in my heart it's not charity. I just know it's not. Um, She seems fantastic. And I want to know more about her, but I have a feeling in my heart it's not her. Yeah. yeah if they totally. do that, I I will mm. find Mike Fleiss. <laughs> and I will eat one of his fingers. I'll fucking do it, Jenna. <laughs> <laughs> not one of his fingers. I'll, I'll do it if they do yeah. that to my girl Charity. Don't yeah, put make... her on the, men, or the women to lull. Can you do his thumb so he can't tweet anymore? <laughs> Jenna, that's the number one reason I'm taking a finger. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Stop lying to us about diversity, Mike Fleiss. <laughs> Where's the senior bachelor, Mike Fleiss? Okay, speaking of which, before I got on this Zoom, I was looking at my email, and in the 
official date card pod email. I got an email from a casting producer <gasps> asking me if I know any eligible seniors. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and it's a real fucking email with a real link for me to like send people to and like an email and a phone number to a casting office that's not like ABC affiliated, but it's like kind of. And it's like real. And I'm like, I'm about to get set up a meeting with this woman so I can tell her my opinions. Yes. <laughs> but I cannot and believe they sent that to me. Did they send that to you in like 2017? No, five days ago. <laughs> That's crazy. Why? W- <laughs> right? Okay, I, I want to see this show so bad. One, why do they think you have senior connections? We are, we are in our thirties. Thank you. And then two, why would you do that to an elder in your life? Why would you let them go on the bachelor? Are you kidding me? How much do you hate your dad guys? Shout out to Olivia. If she's listening. Oh no. A part of the campaign who said, give me the email. I have somebody. Olivia, if you think they can handle it. If you think they've got it in them, Olivia, oof, do what you got to do. We can coach, we can coach Pap Pap. <laughs> yeah, help him protect his heart. I don't, I don't want to save her Pap Pap Pap's suffering. <laughs> I want Pap Pap to have like a nice meal and like get cozy, you know? <laughs> I want him to not worry about his electric bill. That's what I want for Pap Pap. I know he needs social services, not... Fucking yeah. kissing in a hot tub that you no. probably can't be in for longer it's, than five minutes. It's too hot. It's too hot. Pat Pap's heart. Olivia, Ooh. I do I do hope that you <laughs> get get Pat Pap in the show. We love him. Team Pat Pap. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, I guess y'all I have the connect. <laughs> I have the connection, so if you know anybody, uh let me know. I'm I have half a mind to call them and this this poor woman has no idea what she's getting herself into by emailing me yeah that's wild of all people Uh, (laughs) does not make any sense oh my god connie this has been so much fun (laughs) no this has been amazing i love you so much and i I love love your podcast so much oh stop (laughs) i love you people were begging to have you back on they literally sent in messages during the little survey I did they're like who I said who do you guys want back on the podcast and I got multiple Connie's so I got only Ooh. one Connie and that's the best Connie pew 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 where can people follow you um on Instagram I am I Connie the reboot like I Carly but it's it's my name Connie C-O-N-N-I-E um, I don't post very much, but when I do, it's a banger. Mm-hmm. Um, come talk to me about The Bachelor and reality TV and Marble and Marble Marvel and Jonathan Major's biceps. Let's chat it up. All of those things. Go talk to Connie immediately. Uh, it's so yeah, Connie knows a lot of good stuff about the Marvel and Marble industry. Oh yeah, <laughs> love Marble. Love the bangers. It's so good. <laughs> Okay. Oh, so funny. Um, everybody, 
stay well out there, hydrate, make sure you're masturbating and sending me your horny seniors and we will see you next week. I have not decided whether I'm doing two episodes or if I will put it all in one. I guess if you have an opinion, send me a DM, but I'll probably ignore it anyway. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Love you all. (laughs) Bye. Thank you for listening to Daycard Pod. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at Daycard Pod and follow your hosts at Jenna with a smile and at Drunk Feminist. Daycard Pod is produced by Andrew Olson. You can follow him on Instagram at Androne. Our music is by Jet Overly. Follow and support him on Instagram at Jetty Boy James. And our logo design is by Michaela Jane. You can find her work at MichaelaJane.com and on Instagram at Michaela Jane. Drop a review on iTunes if you're nasty like that. Bye. Bye! Oh, hello. It's me, the ghost who haunts your phone. Just kidding, it's actually me, Avalon, the host of Boohaha, which is a thing that I do. A podcast, if you will, that happens some weeks, not all. Don't wait up, it's fine, we'll call you. Shut up. Anyway, it's about ghosts and tangents. Mostly tangents, if I'm being entirely honest. So join me each and every week-ish as I gather the funniest people I know to a campfire that I build in my living room and then regale them with spooky tales of boogans and googas. Oh, also, it's a comedy podcast, if that wasn't clear from the vibe, you know. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is as above, so below. <laughs>